Welcome to Pat's Cast, the unofficial Regina Pat's podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. I'm Kevin. And this is our pre preseason episode for August 28th, 2021. I'm Peter Lumartius. You're listening to Pat's Cast with Matt and Chris. Well, gentlemen, it is nice to speak to you again. Uh, it's been a been a while here. Uh, how was your summer? Kevin can't complain too much yeah excited to get back in the rink here soon over the summer just didn't really didn't really pique my interest but it's it's getting there yeah yeah I know it's there was some hot days in the summer hockey was kind of the farthest thing from our minds but uh things are cooling down outside and and uh hockey is starting to heat up so so this is our pre-preseason episode like I said so we're gonna focus mostly on the things that happened in the offseason We'll get back together after camp that's coming up here soon and talk a little bit more about roster-specific things, but probably a little bit too much up in the air right now to get too in-depth on the roster. But let's take a look at some of the changes that have happened since the end of the Subhub East Division. The Pats finished a record of 9-12-2-1, playing 24 games, of course. 76 goals for, 96 goals against, and we're second in penalty minutes in the East Hub here. So let's start off with some of the signings, the changes of our roster. Uh, probably the biggest one that I would think is the recent signing of Zach Stringer out of Lethbridge. Uh, gave up a first-round pick for him. He's a former first-round pick with Lethbridge. Uh, what's your feeling on that one, Chris? Uh, I haven't seen him play a ton, obviously. We didn't see any of the Central Division last year, but I kind of thought maybe he's a little much. He's going to be 18 this year, so last year... Shortened season was his 17-year-old season, so a yeah. 16 before that, so almost a full season there. So you don't really know what he is. Um, I was thinking, no, maybe he is a second-round pick. A couple guys out of the e, uh, Central Division said, yeah, they probably thought maybe more of a second-round pick for him. But, I mean, he's obviously got potential, and you know, I'm sure he's going to get a chance with Bedard. And if anybody can help him unlock that potential, that would be Bedard. Right. So five goals, nine assists in those 23 games. We know it was kind of a funny season, though. I agree with you. It's It feels a little bit like a first round might be a lot to give up for him. Um, mostly because it's just not, I don't know, I always, always kind of get the feeling from John Paddock. He's more of a money ball kind of guy and and really tries to to get the best of the trade. So maybe I just have to trust that instinct and still think that we got the best of this trade. Uh, Kevin, do you have anything to say about Zach Stringer coming over? I think he has every opportunity to show any kind of potential, whatever he has to show it with uh, Connor Bedard. I'm sure he'll get every opportunity to play on his wing. And I, th- I think he could uh, light it up uh, from what I've heard when he was, when he was younger, he was, he was a goal scorer. So hey, right. give him uh, a chance. We need all the goal scoring we can get, right? Exactly. Uh, I think that's one of the things we noticed when Bedard left was goal production went way down. Uh, I think that the stats, we were down about a goal a game after he left. And that secondary scoring is definitely something that was needed. So overall, I mean, we can argue whether it is too high, high of a price to pay, but I guess time will tell with that. Uh, another signing, kind of addressing maybe a potential problem with the Pats. We'll we'll get into this maybe a little bit further when camp comes up and we get closer to having a final roster. But see how all that shakes out. Uh, Keegan Maddox out of Victoria, eighteen uh, year old goaltender coming in to help inexperienced goaltender core to say the least. 
He doesn't bring much experience, though. So I don't <laughs> he, know. He's just he's the least experienced of the three. I, su- <laughs> yeah, I suppose, exactly, right? yeah. So it's uh, yeah, we could go on a little while about that. It's it is an interesting situation in the the Pats net to say the least. Uh, not a lot of games. What is it? Eight games, Chris? Yeah, I think it's eight total between the three of them. Yeah, yeah. So you know, that was something the Pats kind of had dialed in when we had Paddock here. It was always just wasn't really a question. He was the goaltender and. Uh, as maybe who his backup was, but now that's a bit of a question mark. So someone brought in maybe to help during camp and see how that goes, and if any of these guys make a push. Just for depth, right? Like, they only had two guys signed, so, like, yeah. you, somebody gets hurt, who's your backup? Yeah, you got to exactly. have a third goalie, right? Zamboni Even driver. Even if he's not pushing for the starter's job, you got to have somebody in the wings for situations. Totally. Yeah, so still a question mark there. Um, we'll see how that plays out over the next month or so in preseason and camp. Another signing was Luke Bateman out of Seattle, with the Thunderbirds, bringing a little bit more, a little bit more age to what's a young. At least last year was a young defensive team. We didn't really get to see too much about him. I don't know a lot of them. Do you guys have any insight on Bateman? He's big. He's, He's big. Very big. Six okay. six six two twenty. That is big. He's big. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's good to see. The grit of the team, if if there's someone there that can be... I mean, hockey's getting away from that enforcer role, but if you've got a superstar on the team, you might need some a little bit of size out there. Definitely. Yeah. He'll, help on the, he'll probably help on penalty kill and stuff like a big shutdown defenseman. Yeah, we don't have a ton of size, per se, on the back end, right? Like, he almost will take kind of walker spot kind yeah. of thing, right? Yeah, that'd be yeah. nice. Yeah, that's a big hole to fill, so... Hopefully someone that can do that. The local signing out of Braden Barnett with the Pat Canadians. We got him. Uh, he's a 17-year-old this year. 17 yeah. this year. So should have some opportunity to play as well. We'll get to see him. And probably the biggest signing out of all of them, someone that was a Hail Mary. Like, we did not think this was going to happen, especially when the NHL draft came through. But uh, Svozol with the Columbus Blue Jackets now. So uh, really an impact player. And it's a, hard to argue that this doesn't have something to do with Connor Bedard being here. That could be because of the Blue Jackets pushed him this way. You never know. I don't know if Columbus has a uh, either an E or an A affiliate. Yeah, I'm sure. He, oh, yeah, they'll have an A in uh, East Coast as well. Yeah. So, but I mean, he uh, could have stayed in Europe as well. You never know. Kevin, any any insight or feelings about that signing? It's gonna help the. It's gonna help the defense for sure. With who knows with Riker Evans, he may or may not go pro. Because he's an old, he's going to be twenty. He might, he might end up in Seattle's farm system somewhere. He'll, he'll help they, for sure. Do they have their own AHL affiliate at the moment, or are they splitting it? As far as I know, I think they're splitting it. I don't think they have a team yet. Yeah, so he might. That may be a long shot then to go to the AHL this year. Yeah, never know. With with how yeah, last year and a half has been, you never know. Exactly right, and we still do have four twenties, so you never know, right? Yeah, that was something that hadn't crossed my mind actually. Is Rake Reverence moving up? Yeah, that that didn't uh, <laughs> cross my mind either. That's too bad. <laughs> was that was that draft pick a bit of a surprise to you guys? It was a little bit to me, being that high. I mean, thirty fifth overall, uh, second round to the Kraken. I thought the spot was uh, surprising. Not. Getting drafted wasn't surprising, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, he did get passed over before. So, and guys do get picked, you know, a year or two later. I did expect it. I turned it on, turned on the draft, and he's drafted. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> I'm happy for him, 100% happy yeah, yeah. for him. But I was like, whoa. Oh, great. Absolutely. Yeah. So, the import draft 
came and went as well. Uh, we had a few picks there. Now, it's kind of funny now we have essentially three import draft picks, right? So we were talking a little bit about how that happens. Uh, Chris, you were mentioning maybe a rule. A first-round NHL pick, you could pick two more Okay. in a normal year, but since the NHL draft happened after the import yeah. draft, I think, I don't know what Everything, the Everything's are. a little they, crazy they this year. Yeah. The rules are. <laughs> everything's so a little backwards. We picked two anyways. We picked two. Uh, we picked Joachim Kemmel out of Finland and Alexander Zudalev out of... Uh, so he's out of Russia, but he has a Sweden flag on his draft he, card. He's here. playing in Sweden, so he okay. might have some... And Kevin, you were mentioning a, a tie to Connor Bedard with him? Yeah, when when Bedard went over to Sweden, he was playing on the same team, apparently. So Okay. Maybe maybe there's a connection there. Maybe they can try and try and lure him Woo. over, yeah. Lure him over, yeah. <laughs> lure him over. Uh, did I get all the signings here? fellas anyone else still Durkach joined the scouting crew oh i didn't know that <laughs> yeah that's yeah, back, early staff. early august he joined the staff good for him yeah that's one of the staff changes yeah so he was scouting for toronto so he was at probably every most games when back when we could go to games a couple yeah. years ago there seeing him quite yeah. often so speaking of staff changes, quite a few with the Pats organization in the offseason as well. The first being the COO, Trevor Boonhai, coming in. Big shoes to fill with the play-by-play. Phil the Thrill, of course, gone. Kind of came back. I think he did a favor last year for the team because he wasn't supposed to be back last year, but came back and, and did the shortened season. But I want to welcome Dante DeCaria. Uh, so he's from Down East. Haven't got to listen to any of his calls. It sounds like he's mostly a baseball guy. That's kind of his, his main sport. But um, from his his Twitter release and press release and everything, it uh, sounds like he's really excited to be here in the Queen City calling hockey. Yeah, interesting. He he's you know I think he's out of Ontario and he went down to the states to do some uh, minor league baseball with the Jays affiliate Lansing. So and uh, he's traveled around. Great. And then uh, Nathan Cantor, the manager of digital media and fan and community engagement. Uh, Gavin D'Souza, manager of game day experience. Now that's something <laughs> I want to talk about, the game day experience. Uh, something we haven't got to experience in a while, but uh, you think there's going to be any changes there? What would you guys like to see for game day experience changes? I just want to be able to go to the rink. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the change enough for you? Yeah, I mean, whatever happens <laughs> at the rink happens. I'm. We'll get into it in the other the next topic, but whatever. I was just going to say kids' <laughs> tickets, <laughs> but anyways, we'll move on. Uh, the last last edition uh, that I have here is Amy Kerr, the assistant business operations. So, uh, anyways, we already kind of just touched on it, but the ticket ticket changes was a big hot topic in the Pat's community. Oh. Uh, so they didn't officially raise prices, but they reclassified where you were sitting uh so kevin you're in a gold so you probably you they they can't make you well unless they i don't want to give them any ideas but they didn't make you platinum <laughs> no so, I, <laughs> I, I never got emails yeah. or anything saying that i have to charge or pay any more money or anything like that yeah. so so you're wondering i didn't what... know anything about it until i saw it on the facebook <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then then you probably yeah saw the the drama going on so essentially what they did is they reclassified uh, bronze, a bunch of bronze into silver, pretty much eliminated bronze. There's like a few rows, and then the front row that's obscured view. Right? There's not a lot. Yeah, not a the lot. Front of bronze. row is pretty rough. That's we sat, did we? 
did you come to that game? Yeah, we sat front row. Some of those playoff games the we playoffs. did. Yeah. 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 Not they're, great, they're not great. We were in the building for the, the 17 playoff run there, so that, that's all that mattered. Exactly. <laughs> um, but some seats did go from bronze to gold. I think... Like, I think you're right. And if anyone can clarify for us, but we think 214 went from bronze to gold, which is... And then whatever, and whatever's steep, on the other side as well. Kind of like it's mirrored, mirrored section. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's a steep increase because that goes from, we were paying 360 to gold 650, yeah. I think it yeah. was. Yeah, 650. So yeah, so you go from 360 to 650, that is a steep increase without you know a warning yeah or anything and them saying oh we're not raising ticket prices so them just reclassifying that's kind of it, it was it was pretty i wasn't impressed i just how they handled yeah. it especially since we yes. already rolled over and everything was done you know you it's rolled over you're good you paid last year you've, we've had your money we'll just roll it over and but they said like that's it you're good to go and then like a few weeks before the season starts, oh, your seats changed. You can either move up to like the garbage, garbage seats, like way back. To stay in bronze. Yeah, like in the parking lot or pay more money. And you're like, okay. Now, yeah. now I tweeted out today, I did, I did go through and I looked at all the prices of season tickets in the WHL and we're still we're still really cheap. Like it, there's no yeah. argument. Like they probably are justified and I'm not upset about that. It's the way I'm they did it. I'm not surprised that obviously coming out of last year and not surprising, surprise ticket prices are going up, but just the way they handled it was just poor. It was not, it was not a good look. Uh, it only took about a week before they resended on it. Yeah. And that's, I'm surprised that they did it pretty quick. I'm surprised they did it because yeah, whatever. I'm. I'm. They're going to increase, so I guess prepare for it. At least you well, know next year they will be. And I wonder what actual season ticket prices are going to be for, say, new, new season ticket holders this year, right? Yeah, I'm curious what the single game tickets are going to cost. That too, right? Yeah. And now so. it's something that I've been looking at. Now that I have a kid, I've been bringing my child. Now he's going to be four, going into five, like. He, so he, probably warrants, now, right? he probably warrants a seat, right? I haven't paid for him yet. Uh, no one's ever said anything, but you can't buy a kid's ticket either, right? It's just general admission. You can't buy a senior's ticket. There's not a kid's ticket. And that's one thing I'm like, to be honest, the only reason you bring like a five-year-old is so you can go. And he sits there and he watches someone eats mini donuts. He maybe goes on the tablet for the rest of the game, right? Like it's so I can go. And to pay now what? Like, we don't know what single game tickets are. 20, could be up to $24, $25 is, uh, I don't know. I mean, if that's what I mean, talking about game day experience and they've tried to build kind of that family atmosphere for a while, it feels like, and like more of an entertainment family thing. It seems to be part that's missing in my opinion. That's the choice they made going to this gold, silver, bronze uh, structure rather than, adult you know senior student child pricing yeah and i I mean it is what it is but uh when i was going through this season ticket thing some of the kids season tickets are like laughably cheap we're talking like 
a hundred bucks for a season. Right. So you can have him sit beside you all season for a hundred bucks. Right. Right. Because then, because yeah. to be honest, like you get, now I have two kids. It's like, I don't know how many games I can actually go to. And if I can yeah. bring one, then, well, then that kind of opens up, you know, that, <laughs> that discussion a little bit more, but nice to see. It was a hot topic. People were pretty upset. That's definitely. I don't think it was necessarily the price increase because it's it's not an unfair price, but it's just how it was done, in my opinion. Uh, moving on, those not going to the game, there might be a little glimmer of hope if you don't go with the CHL TV package, which I'm assuming is still around. Like I went on the website a couple of days ago to see if they had a package or anything available yet, and they do not. Uh, but it's there. Like they haven't. It's still active, and and they're showing. Uh, CHL scores, so I'm hoping it'll come along here at it some point. It should be. I mean, it was pretty late notice last year when they brought in the new streaming service yeah. for last season. Um, so nothing on that, but uh, there is a, some news coming out of TSN RDS, uh, a 30-game CHL deal. So that's CHL, not just WHL, so... It's not a lot, but it's I guess it's something to get on your the the main the main networks some coverage. Um, yeah, because Sportsnet's coverage really dwindled over these last few seasons. Other than obviously the Memorial Cup, which was the coverage was always good of Memorial Cup, but yeah. it was like ten maybe fifteen games in the back half of the season once once yeah. a week, right? Yeah. Um, now Sportsnet still with the Memorial Cup. No, TSN takes it all over. It's like it's not a mix. It's totally done with Sportsnet. Yeah. Okay. Sportsnet's contract was through 25, 26 seasons. So that's interesting that they obviously worked out a deal to get out of that contract and over to TSN. Okay. Um, Now, knowing TSN, they seem to be kind of more Ontario-centric. So maybe we'll we'll see what the games... They haven't released the, the coverage. And it's still only 30 games from the entire CHL. So... It's nice to see. Well, with with having Bedard, I think uh, there yeah, will be at right. least one pass game. Yeah, like, you're you right. got to have some sort of draw, right? For games that aren't on TV and we do get to see live, uh, the schedule was released a while ago now. Kind of interesting though, right? It's just Alberta and uh, Saskatchewan, Manitoba on our schedule. So lots of playing the same teams over and over. I didn't count up how many we play against, say, Moose Jaw and some of our rivals, but it's quite a few. Um, I think I'm mean, not, I think I know this is COVID related, right? Just trying to avoid that travel out to BC and obviously the States. So they won't be coming here and we're not going there. It's better to expand out of that East hub that we had, uh, get some Alberta teams in there. Any insights about that, Chris? <laughs> not really. I mean, as long as we can play some hockey, doesn't really matter who we're playing. I mean, what yeah. do you, what do you feel about I mean, not seeing those teams though? I mean, okay. We only... We only see half. We only physically see half of them here. I suppose, right? yeah. yeah. And then we only go to the other half once. So you play a team once. Do you really? Do you, are you really playing them? Right? Like right. you don't really get a feel for the that other conference at all. I don't yeah. think it's always been the kind of the, the neat part about the WHL coming together to get the champion is like teams that don't really know each other. Uh, mm-hmm. coming together and you get to kind of see see how they, they stand up against each other. And if we do get to uh, a WHL final this year, uh, it'll be definitely that. 
teams that have no idea. It won't really yeah. have that comparison, but I mean, obviously, scouting, pre-scouting, and video is a lot more common these days. But uh, it's almost like two leagues, right? Like, you know, the winner of the East and the winner of the West play yeah. each other, like old school World Series. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Like, I just did a quick look at the schedule. The Pats play Brandon seven times, four home, three road. Musha, they play them ten times. PA eight, Saskatoon six, Winnipeg seven, three home, four road. Uh, Calgary six times, Edmonton four, Lethbridge six, Medicine four, and Red Deer four, and Swift Current six. Okay. Ten against yeah, Musha? So. Ten against oh, Musha. Yeah. <laughs> Those are going to be some fiery games. Drum man, <laughs> drum man will be out. And, and there's there there'll be two home and homes again, December 17, 18, and January twenty nine and thirty. Okay, well let's wrap it up. That's uh, that's a nice uh, topic to leave it on. Is uh, playing Moose Jaw ten times, which will be a ton of fun. And looking forward to that. Looking forward to camp coming up this week. And we will be back after that, and probably after a couple of preseason games, and when things start to kind of solidify up, we will have a pre-season episode any parting words there chris uh no just excited to see some hockey again okay maybe get back in the rink absolutely and kevin what say you i can't wait to get back in the rink as well it's gonna be it's gonna be something to actually see other people in the rink other than what we had at the hub true yeah that's true it's gonna be great it's gonna be good to see everyone and we will see you at the rink